the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Enlightening the sleeping masses and stoking the fire of the American dream. Always Right Radio with Bob France on The Answer. All right, doing all of those things on this Friday morning. Thanks for being with us. It's 9.35. we got Ken Cuccinelli coming up after the top. Don't forget Frank LaRose, the Secretary of State, at about 10.35 on the uh, uh, election uh, transparency initiative uh, with uh, with uh, both of those guys, actually, and, of course, Frank LaRose's Senate run. Joined now, though, by uh, Ohio House Representative D.J. Swearingen, Ohio 89, as I said to you before. And first, let's welcome uh, Representative Swearingen back to our program. Uh, Representative, good Good to have you back. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Bob. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, good to have you. Uh, last time we talked, of course, we talked about you being a member of the Blue 22, otherwise known to me as Trans Dems because of what happened with the speaker steal of, uh, of, of this year. But I am willing and ready to put all of that aside for now because I want to praise you and give you credit for being the co-sponsor of, uh, of HB8 that was passed out of the House this summer, the Parents' Bill of Rights. This is a very, very big deal. And as I understand, it's uh, in the Senate right now. So first, for those who don't know exactly what the Parents' Bill of Rights does, uh, Representative Swearingen, tell us that. And then we'll talk about where it is in the process on the other side. So this is a very straightforward common sense bill. And it's actually surprising that we have to bring something like this forward and put it into Ohio law. But it's necessary that we do so. What the bill does is just several very simple things. It affirms that parents in Ohio have the fundamental right to raise their kids. That's precedent under the U.S. Supreme Court case law. The next thing it does is require a school board to pass a policy and enforce that if there's any sexuality content, uh, that it be age appropriate and it be disclosed to the parents. Parents don't like it, that then they are given a right to pull their kid out of that class. If there's any changes in the student's mental, physical, or emotional health or services offered to the student around those issues, that the parent know about that and be involved in the decision-making. And then if the parent has any disagreement around these matters, they can appeal directly to the school board, and a decision has to be rendered within 30 days. And then because of that being an administrative body, the parent doesn't like that decision, you can appeal into common pleas court. The other thing to note, too, is that the school board does have to make the decision, and those are all elected officials. So if parents don't like what the school board's putting out in terms of those decisions around the Parents' Bill of Rights, then they can have to answer to the voters in the appropriate fall election. So our school boards are really important now in Ohio. I think, rightfully, uh, the microscope is being put on them, and that's a good thing. And I think we have a lot of great candidates running for school board, So uh, the Parents' Bill of Rights looks to work with those good parents looking to uphold parents' rights in this bill. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, The school boards are absolutely the front lines right now because parents have access to them. And as you say, they're elected, and therefore they have to answer to voters. Um, 
I obviously support this uh, wholly and and entirely, um, but but of course no bill. I, maybe some are, but but no bills that I'm aware of are perfect. And I'm wondering, mm-hmm. is there any language in this bill um, that addresses timeliness of reporting to parents? And what I mean by that is, I'm picturing because they're always looking for ways around you know laws like this. Right. I'm picturing the you know, the radically progressive SEL teaching and gender queer theory supportive guidance counselor, teacher, whatever, talking to a student about their feelings about these things, about whether they are what they what they were assigned at birth and all of the stuff that we know goes into this. How long do they get to work on that kid before they say, okay, now, now that we have you convinced uh, that this is something that you want to do, now it's time to follow the law and go tell your parents, as opposed to telling parents the moment there is a conversation started about any of these kinds of things. Is there any way to be, you know, to do this with specificity and timeliness to make sure that the damage isn't already done? Absolutely, and the intent of the bill, and I would offer that the language in there now anticipates that those conversations can't happen without the parent knowing about them. So if there is a conversation or a conversation to be had, parent needs to know. The other thing is to, you know, the bill has to go through the state Senate education committee chairman is state Senator Andy Brenner. And to the extent that we do see a gap in there and the other senators see a gap, let's put that specification in the bill in the committee process. So, you know, looking forward to working with the state senators over in the other chamber, and uh, we need to get this bill passed as soon as we can. Do you have any uh, knowledge of where this stands over there? And, have, you know, which senators have you talked to that are championing this on that side? Well, I have a meeting with State Senator Brenner here in the next week or two to talk about the bill, uh, his thoughts. You know, from what I've heard, he's very supportive. Uh, so it's always a great thing when the when the chairman's supportive of the bill. So it's best to start with him, and then uh, I'll be working with the members of the committee to get their thoughts. You know, it's tough to see really any, you know, this, Bob, this should really be a bipartisan bill, quite yeah. honestly. Unfortunately, oh, it's not. Um, but well, I know you said at the, What you said at the top of our conversation, it's a shame and it's a sad commentary on where we are that this bill is even yeah. necessary. This is something that should be common sense. And no matter what side right. of the political aisle you're on or ideology you have, you should say, of course, parents have to be informed and should be absolutely integral parts of, you know, important decisions made by their kids. Right. Well, and to follow that up, you know, the nuts and bolts of this bill, it's asked the simple questions. Who in Ohio is responsible for raising children? This bill says it's the parents. I mean, it's obvious that kids can't raise themselves. So if someone's going to be against the parents' bill of rights, the question rightfully is then, well, who would you propose raises kids? And in those instances, unfortunately, it's the school officials or, you know, anyone that they see fit in some bureaucratic organization. But the Parents' Bill of Rights affirms the simple answer of parents raise their kids in Ohio. Back to the state Senate, you know, I look forward to working with those committee members. I'm sure I'll have those conversations. But, you know, the the protocol is to start with uh, the good chairman, State Senator Andy Brenner, and uh, have that meeting and then go from there about work about working the bill in the committee.
Yeah, well, you're spot on about um, about who you know they think should raise the kids. Um, some of the leaders at the largest teachers unions, the AFT and the NEA, have literally mm-hmm. made statements that parents' rights end when their kid gets to the school door. When the kids get to the school door, they're ours, and they've said this almost in those words. And we will make decisions mm-hmm. on their, you know, on on their best care and so forth. And in fact, those teachers, those radicals who are, you know, and this does this of course does not go to a man and woman uh, in terms of all of. All teachers but it's the leaders and the radicals who run these unions who have literally suggested that well if we inform the parents of these things you know these children might be abused because these parents many parents are so closed-minded they're not going to like to hear that their little boy is actually a girl and a girl is a boy and this and that and the other thing uh and that they're being uh, allowed to read gender queer and all of these other you know pornographic literature and pornographically illustrated books on our shelves if the parents find out about these things the kids might not be safe so therefore the parents can't know that's literally their mindset yeah, it's it is agenda pushing at its finest, Bob. And again, that's why we need this bill. And I also just want to put a plug in for a no vote on issue one for the reasons that you mentioned, because if you read that amendment, you see the same sentiment of anti parent language in that amendment on the ballot in November in our state. We can't we cannot vote for that. It has to be a no vote. You know, not only does it allow abortion up to birth, which is extremely radical, obviously. It also is a direct threat to parents' rights and enshrining that threat in our Ohio Constitution. So great time to put a plug in for a no vote on issue one. Absolutely, and and make that plug a billion times uh, everywhere you go and every interview you do, because we all need to really be united on this. And and quite frankly, yes. issue two as well. Uh, I don't know if you feel yes. the same way about it, but uh, but issue two is I, just I as dangerous yep. to the youth, I think, of Ohio. Um, and and yep. everybody in Ohio, but particularly the youth, too. So we'll throw that in there. Um, Representative Swearingen, we're talking to DJ Swearingen, Ohio 89. I want to, I want to go, I'm glad you mentioned, um, Senator Brenner because, um, I was speaking with, uh, John Stover of Ohio Value Voters and, uh, he told me that he reached out to both you and Senator Brenner about a different issue, but maybe somewhat related to parents' bill of rights, the parents' bill of rights. The parents have a right to know what's going on in their schools and the parents need to have a right to know what's going on in the doctor's office when they're kids, particularly when they're at adolescent ages, um, what's going on in those, in those settings as well. Section 5122.04 of the Ohio Revised Code essentially says that individuals 14 years or older um, can speak privately to doctors without their parents. Given the the culture and the moment we're at right now where, quite frankly, a lot of medical professionals embrace this, um, you know, this, this gender-affirming care nonsense, um, many of us don't believe that the medical professionals should be allowed to speak to these kids without their parents present. And so the request has been made to re, uh, to repeal that section of the Ohio Revised Code. Can you speak to that? Yep, that's something we're working on, and I was really thankful that that issue was brought to our attention because, again, for the same principles in the Parents' Bill of Rights, that parents should know what's going on in their schools, you know, the fact that parents wouldn't be able to be involved in their kids' medical care, that could be done without their knowledge or consent is extremely alarming. Um, And I think one of my colleagues made the best point uh, that she could have made. Uh, She has young sons, and one of them went to the doctor's office, and the doctor kind of, you know, pulled that, that, well, you know, this is between me and him. And she said, well, when he gets out to the reception area, you can just give him the bill. (laughs) So, you know, this this is an important issue 
again, for the same principles underlying Parents' Bill of Rights, that parents need to be involved in their kids' lives, whether that's at the doctor's office, in schools, on the athletic field, or band or extracurriculars. Study after study shows that when a parent is involved and engaged in their kids' lives, that the outcome for that child's life is exponentially better than if the parent is removed from their lives. So, you know, not only is this a good thing for the kids, uh, it's a good thing for our state because we want to have healthy, well-developed adults that have good relationships with their, with their parents, and we should seek policies like these that help in that effort. So I completely agree, and glad to hear you say that. Can you tell me anything about uh, HB 236, uh, the Never Alone Act? Every patient needs an advocate in the room. Is this, this mm-hmm. the exact same thing we're talking about? Yeah, great bill. Um, I co-sponsored that bill, and uh, I'm thankful to the joint sponsors for their leadership on it, Beth, you know, Representative Lear and Representative Miller. They've worked incredibly hard on that bill since March, early spring of this year. And uh, unfortunately, it speaks to a problem that COVID highlighted where you had elderly passing away in various facilities uh, without their loved ones. Um, you know, and you would see on death certificates, too, failure to thrive, which is horrible. So, you know, the Never Alone Act essentially says that every individual in a facility in Ohio, a nursing home, hospital, what have you, uh, gets to have one individual caregiver with them to advocate for them, to be with them. Um, and it's actually been pretty well received uh, thanks to the work of the representatives on those bills. So I, I look forward to hopefully voting on that this fall. I'm very glad to hear that. Uh, and as far as the repealing of the section that we just talked about, the 5122.04, um, how does that process work? Is that something you can make a motion for? Or does it have to go into a committee the same way a new bill to be considered would do? I don't know how the repeal of a, of a, of a section of the Ohio Revised Code works. Yep, that's something we would do in the Parents' Bill of Rights, probably through an amendment, I would imagine, in the uh, you know State Senate Education Committee. That would be the appropriate venue for something like that. Um, so, again, back to you know working with the chairman there in his office and the members of the committee, uh, it would be appropriate, you know, for the committee to agree on an amendment to the Parents' Bill of Rights to include that repeal uh, in our bill. And in the interest of expediting this, now that it's on the Senate side, is that something that, uh, you know, for example, Senator Brenner can move to do in the committees there, committee there, and and add that in, add that repeal of that particular provision mm-hmm. to that bill so that when they send it back over to you, it's as easy as a, yep, we agree, rubber stamp, let's go. That's right. Uh, he would add it in or another member of the committee and, you know, we're going to give this bill its process in the Senate. We could have a, a couple hearings over there. Uh, it would go to the Senate floor for a vote. And because it's slightly different than um, it was when it passed the House, it has to come back to the House for a simple concurrence vote on the House floor. Obviously, we showed that we have the votes for this bill in the House and then it's on to the governor's desk for signature. All right, perfect. I can roll with that. That's uh, that's something that I hope happens sooner rather than later. This is extremely important. This is uh, the the movement to cut parents out of kids' lives when it comes to decisions about their futures. It is simply uh, in incomprehensible to me, and I'm glad there are common sense people fighting for this. And again, it should be bipartisan, as you say, for the Parents' Bill of Rights and also uh, for the uh, 
uh, uh, Never Alone Act. We've got to get these things done. DJ Swearingen, Ohio House 89, District 89, thank you for coming on. Keep up the good work. Great sponsorship of those pieces of legislation. Keep us posted as to where they go, all right? Will do. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Representative DJ Swearingen, there you go. That's good work. Uh, I, you, as you know, on this program, I always say the same thing. I will praise that which is praiseworthy. I will criticize that which is worthy of criticism. And uh, DJ Swearingen, I wasn't sure if he'd come on with me because I laid into him pretty good because he was one of the Blue 22, one of the trans Dems that uh, backstabbed Derek Marin. And that was criti- cri- that was worthy of criticism. The sponsorship that he has uh, been, you know, responsible for here of the Parents' Bill of Rights and, you know, the uh, uh, House Bill 236, the Never Alone Act, and and maybe the repeal of of that section of the Ohio Revised Code, that is praiseworthy. I will always be fair, even if it's somebody uh, with somebody I have previously had disagreements with. So, DJ Swearingen, great work on those. Quick time out at 9:51. Time for a call or two or three here at 216-901-0945. Remember, on Free For All Fridays, when we do have a lot of interviews, you got to hit them where they ain't. This is one of those spots where they ain't, so make your shot right now. Or, again, uh, let's see if you can swing and hit it here. Always. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.